more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Five minutes after five here on High Tide. Grant Boyden and Kieran Ricky in the studio with you today. Blake's Marine had a big day at Hawkesbury Race Club yesterday. So no Alan Blake this morning, but in a few moments' time, we will catch up with Laurie McAnally. We're looking at tops of mid-20s up and down the east coast and a moderate to fresh south to southeasterly airstream is generally prevailing along the coast during uh, the next few days. And that high-pressure system over Victoria slowly starts to move east. The airstream will tend more east to north-easterly from Monday as the high moves out into the Tasman Sea. If you're heading out on offshore today, a southwesterly 10 to 15 knots turning southeasterly 15 to 20 knots in the middle of the day. 0.5 of a metre should be the seas and 90% chance of rain. Having a look at uh, windy at the moment. Not a great deal of wind off the Sydney coast, but as you start to get up around Taree, things tend to get a little bit more hectic. There is a pretty decent current running uh, right down from just south of Taree all the way down past Wollongong to Ulladulla, getting up to uh, speeds of around 1.6 of a knot. So not too bad. There are eddies starting to form up and down the east coast uh, with one just south of Kempsey uh, that's looping around. So if here in that area, you'll have predominantly south-facing uh, currents, and there's another one just below, uh, east of Grafton is probably the best way to describe it, uh, some water coming in from the east and looping around, heading up towards Lismore. Now, uh, Kieran Riki is back with us this morning at seven minutes after five, up your way, still a lot of wind about, my friend. Uh, at the moment, it's not, but it will pick up, we'll be here, it'll be overcast. But it will be a good day to fish offshore if there's if the seas are down and the wind stays uh, well. We'll have that wind chop on on it. But as Swanee advised yesterday, uh, fishing up the rivers will be good. The bly bly up under the bridge would be the hot spot to fish. I would think. Well, I would say that that would be the case. Uh, we also got to remember. Uh, we've got to thank. The Anzacs for, uh, for us being here today. The vet, the vets from Vietnam, those that went to war in Korea, and of course all those that have fought in the current wars like Afghanistan and so forth. Absolutely, and we'll uh, pay tribute towards the end of the program there as well. Well, halfway between you and I, you'll find a gentleman by the name of Laurie McAnally, and he's joining us online this morning. G'day, Laurie. How are you? Days and yeah, I'm, I get to be a taxi operator on Tuesday, so I get a couple of the old people to the dawn service and go to the dawn service. Obviously, so it's it's always big in Southwest Rock, so I think it's big everywhere. Yeah, but they get they get seven or eight hundred people to the dawn service if it's if it's nice, if it's not pouring rain. Mm. Lovely. Yeah, no, it's beautiful, and they they put on a great service. Yeah, terrific. Laurie, you, Laurie, you know what's good. Now you see a lot of young people. You see heaps. I'm, I'm, everyone, everyone um, sort of talks about teachers and this and, and parents. And I'll tell you what, the kids, there might be a little element at the bottom at the bottom of the food pile, but let me tell you that I reckon the kids and the teachers do a fine job. I'm, the, when we go to, uh, you'll be, you'll be, there'll be heaps of parents with young kids there tomorrow on Tuesday morning at the dawn service. There'll be stacks of them. So. And all the young HSC kids, like uh, Year 11 and Year 12, put on something, and that's no, no, no. I'm, I'm a great believer that our kids are pretty, uh, pretty damn fine. So anyway, it's and the, and the latest, the latest crop coming through, I think, are even better than the previous uh, gen too. Well, Just yeah, absolutely well, we, awesome we people. Yeah, and I reckon they're smarter than we were. We when, when well, we were at Malulabar last year when school, <laughs> when schoolies was on. And the kids were all right. One night, the, some of the lads had a few drinks and played up a bit, but I've never heard of that happening before. Not with me, anyway. Ha, <laughs> uh, ha, ha. And uh, not with Kieran, you know. And uh, But the the, um, the, the the people were really, really nice. I, I, they were, you know, but probably, there was probably 50 or 60 of them in our motel, and they didn't cause any trouble. It was good. I liked it. So, uh, 
as I said, it's a, I reckon they're a credit to their parents and their teachers. So yeah, I agree. I think I think the media tends to play up what happens at the very, very bottom of the food chain, not at the top. Oh, well, if you're believing the media on anything, then you... Uh, well, we're part of it. Come on. <laughs> well... <laughs> well, I, I tend not to... I used to be proud to call myself a journalist, not so much anymore, especially when I read some of the newspapers. I, You know, it's, it's less about what's going on in the world and what Brittany, what uh, Paris Hilton's done last week, that's no, yeah. Kim Kardashian anyway, or... Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> Instagramable. Yeah. Anyway, no, I don't, don't get involved with that. Anyway, speaking of media, there's one thing I saw through the week. Graham Donaldson kindly sent me. There was a, a shark feeding frenzy off Louisiana. Yes. Uh, if you, if you, did he send it to you? Have you guys seen it? Oh, I've seen it. He didn't send it to me, but I've seen it. I think you just go to YouTube and tap in Fisherman Sharks, Louisiana, and you'll, for those who haven't seen it, um, you'll never, ever believe that the world is short of sharks again. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's all I ever seem to see on Facebook and stuff is, is all these giant sharks, and we, we hear that there's none about. Well, oh, yeah, rot, what rot. Yeah, I yeah, know, it's... It's very selective in certain places where they've been thrashed. Uh, you, you can you can damage the population, but where there's where there's proper fisheries management like the USA, Canada, here, you know, and and, and other places, there's plenty of sharks. Yeah, it's just yeah, depends it, on how the fisheries are managed. On Facebook so, the day. You know, and, and while while I disagree with some things, our, our fisheries management here is conservative, and we still have plenty of fish, which is the right, which is how it's supposed to be. Yeah. Sorry, so, Kieran, you um, were going to say? That, 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 will, that will really uh, show you how many sharks have... You know, that, that's Louisiana. Then we've, we've probably got more than they've got. So have a look, folks. It'll, 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 it'll brighten you up. It's the same as when I was in uh, South Australia. There's no white sharks. So we went caged, when we went down with the cage stuff, there's five sharks. You know? And they were, there, they were there when we showed up. They didn't... When they burly, well, obviously they get them stirred up with a bit of burly, but you didn't really have to. The, the sharks were actually responding to the to the diesel. They know that boat. They know the sound. They know the yeah. food comes with that boat. And uh, you hop in the cage, and there were two or three, and then they threw some more burly, and then another one came, and a big one came, and then another small one. So, uh, yeah, and then the, the sea of trevally around the cage is unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because there's no fishing there. It's a little... Um, the back of Neptune Island, where they do it, is a marine reserve or whatever they want to call it. And uh, there's there's just thousands and thousands of trevally and yellowtail and a few other things that hang around that obviously get a free feed every day from, from the uh, burley from the sharks. Oh, and a few snapper too, a few big snapper too. So, no, that was interesting. Um, I don't know that I'd want to be in the water with a white, though. They, they don't look trustworthy. They don't look like, you know... They're wearing a nice apron or anything. Yeah. They that that dark eye just so, you know soaks in everything. Um, they've got a very sinister little you know, side view on them. But, <laughs> but when they come in, they're very um, cautious. They're not they're not aggressive. They just no. come. I mean, I know they can get really aggressive, but they glide in and sort of they stay on the edge of your vision for a little bit. Then they'll come in a bit more. And, no, they're a very interesting animal. Very very good. Tend to come in, take a, have a little bit of a suss out, and then they swim yeah, they off, and then That's they exactly what they do, and then they come yeah. back in, and uh, if they decide you're uh, you're a nice little takeaway, they'll they'll have a, a bit of a go. If not, uh, they'll just leave you alone. Yeah, and, you know, they're very. That's exactly when they first turn up. They just glide. They glide through about twenty five meters out, about the edge of your peripheral vision. You know, yeah. you see them, but. Um, yeah, it takes them a while to get come in close. So they make so they're checking out that it's a safe for them or b is there something here that's good to eat? And then they see all these nice seals in black wetsuits and yeah, that's what I want. One of them. See, you know, that's, it's interesting you say that, Laurie. As a surfer, there's obviously a great deal of research that goes into uh, you know surfers not being taken by sharks, and they keep saying that dressed in black, you know, uh, wearing black uh, wetsuits and sitting on your board doesn't represent a seal to a shark. I just don't believe that. I'm and sorry, hey, they're you... marine biologists. They they've got way more brains in this than me. But I just no, no, the don't. That's not true. Under, from under, directly underneath, when you're paddling, you look like a seal. You look like a seal, and all of the, it just triggers. And the white sharks like to hunt from down deep to up top, and you, that just triggers, absolutely triggers their, their feeding. Program. It's no different to me. We were catching those squid with these shrimp imitation lures. They look just like a prawn. They've even got little feathery things to 
imitate the uh, the fearless, you know. And and that the, the the squid might think it doesn't know whether it's real or not real, but he's not going to let a free feed go past him because yeah. he's hungry. Yeah. And the shark's the same. If you do enough, if you trigger that feeding response, you'll get a feeding response. And and unfortunately, they don't have any hands to uh, to taste or to check or to feel. They just they've only got a bite, so they bite and. Unfortunately, with a white shark, if you get bitten, it's it's a horrific thing. Yeah, yeah. Even if you survive, it's a hor- still a, a horrific thing. You've got years of surgery coming up once you've been bitten. Yeah, and survived. Ask Rodney Fox. And, and it's always you, you, the best way to get an idea of what they what they do is watch you know uh, scuba divers or free divers. You'll see the shark come do that cruise that we were talking about yeah. and then disappear. But when they shoot a fish and that movement oh. starts, that shaking, they come in at a at a rate of knots. And and the, the smart guys, particularly free divers, will shoot with their gun and they'll go they'll let their line run and they'll go straight to the top. The sharks will come in and once the sharks go, okay, I can't find the you know if you're a good shot, you, you can you know yeah. kill it instantly. The sharks will disperse and then you just pull the pull the fish in. But um, if it's still flapping about, you're probably only bringing it ahead. One of the, the guys on board, well, the, the skipper on board, decided while we were down diving in the submarine, he decided to shoot some fish for tea. Yeah. So when we dived, there were a few black tips sort of floating around, but when we got back to the boat, there must have been a hundred. <laughs> and I was really unimpressed. <laughs> I bet you were. <laughs> having to come through. No, they were aggressive. They were really fired, stirred up because he'd shot four or five fish. And I, I, I said to him, I, I, did, I, I told him I was unhappy. <laughs> <laughs> when I was paying him the money, I was unhappy. <laughs> Not in those words, but the, the point being, right? The point. <laughs> yeah, OK, we'll take a quick break at 17 after 5. Come back, we'll find out where Laurie would suggest we would go fishing today. Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. It struck me that uh, $3 billion is quite an amazing amount. Unfortunately, scams are, um, are on the increase because people are just getting smarter and smarter with scams. The ACCC chair, Katarina Lowe, said this was partly due to scammers using new technology to lure and deceive victims. We've seen alarming new tactics emerge, which makes scams incredibly difficult to detect. Afternoons with Brent Bultitude. You know, a flat tyre is no problem at all when you carry the amazing Easy Jack in the boot of your car. With Easy Jack, you can raise and lower the height of your vehicle at the push of a button. Easy Jack comes with its own rattle gun, so you can loosen and tighten those hard to budge wheel nuts, Easy Jack simply plugs into your car's 12 volt power source. So go to Easy Jack, that's E Z I J A K dot com dot AU, or phone Rebecca on 0427 Lucy was just five when she was removed from her parents after years of trauma and neglect. Her elderly grandparents took her into their care, but they were desperate for help to meet her needs. Thanks to Mission Australia, they're now wrapped in a blanket of support and Lucy has transformed into a happy, healthy girl. Help vulnerable Australian children and their grandparents when crisis hits. Call 1-800-888868 or visit missionaustralia.com.au to donate today. Now you can join one of Australia's top private golf clubs for a very special low price. At Twin Creeks Golf and Country Club, you'll enjoy superb practice facilities, a magnificent clubhouse and play golf on an exquisite 18-hole par 72 championship layout. And for a limited time, six-month golf membership packages start from as little as as $1,490. But you must hurry. Email Leanne at twincreeks.com.au or phone Leanne Driver on 0438 295 813. Choices Flooring understands that we all have different needs for our homes. So, what's your lifestyle? Whether you're a busy family or need healthier solutions, love natural fibres and textures, or just want the ultimate in luxury, you'll find the right choice for your lifestyle at our What's Your Lifestyle sale. So go online and view all of our What's Your Lifestyle sale catalogues, packed full of savings, inspiration and chances to win. Choices Flooring, the floor you've been searching for. 
for a new website at a very affordable price, you should contact List Designs. Specialists in website development, List Designs can create a website for you that is functional, looks great, and at a fraction of what it would cost you elsewhere. And because they work from home, with List Designs, there are no expensive premises, so you don't pay for any fancy overheads. Go to List Designs, that's L-I-S-D-E-S-I-G-N-S dot com dot A-U, or phone 0404042492. 2SM has Sydney talking. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. If only I could go. Down the 20 minutes after five here on High Tide, taking a look at some of the places we broadcast to. Bathurst today, it's eight degrees there at the moment, heading for a top of 21. And Broken Hill, 11 degrees up to a 26. Kieran Riki, Grant Boyden and Laurie McAnally this morning on the wireless having a chat with you. Where have the fish been biting, Laurie? Okay, yeah, well, we've had rough seas all week, um... The, the fish, the fishermen got out Sunday and Monday, but uh, other than that, no one's. I don't think much has happened. Uh, there's still heaps of bonito around the bay. If you just want bait, there's a stack of bonito uh, in the bay itself. And uh, off, uh, offshore on Monday and Tuesday, on Monday and Sunday, they did get some nice pearl perch out in the deep, a few bar cod and a few kingies. So when, when this all calms down, the, the, the first place I would look is. Uh, is out around the um, 105 metre mark um, along that line there. That's always got uh, plenty of fish, so that would be my starting point. Um, but the, 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 the mackerel have just about vanished. So this does happen every few seasons, but they were really good and then vanished with that big groundswell, and this week's groundswell hasn't helped. The most interesting catch to come off the mackerel ground this week was a barracuda, 12 kilo, nice big one, 12 kilo barracuda caught on a trolled bonito, so uh, nice big fish, and they're, they're not uh, unheard of here, they've been caught here, when I had the charter boat I caught four here, uh, and uh, the biggest one I've seen, Kenny, the late Kenny Lyons got one 37 pound, whatever that is in, that's what, 16, 15 or 16, 17 kilo years ago at Rocks in Line, but they have been caught here, but yeah, nice big barracuda was, uh, was caught up on the mackerel ground, so that's interesting. Uh, and a few wahoo were caught out, out uh, along the 30, metre, uh, 30 fathom line. Sorry, no, yeah, 30 fathom line, 60 metre line. Uh, and that was all right. And there was a few kingies at the rock. But that was, as I said, the rest of the week was a blowout. Now, uh, off the beaches, we're seeing the change of season now. We're seeing mullet, big schools of mullet moving along the beaches and, and being netted here and there. Uh, but with them, there's good brim. Uh, some really nice brim have turned up along the beach. And a few other bits and pieces, some nice tailor were caught. Not in big numbers, but good size. So if you want to have a throw with a few pillies, it's probably worth a look. Uh, and certainly the commercial fishermen got a handful trolling the headlands through the week. So they'll get bigger and be- they'll get better and better as the winter goes on. So last year they didn't show up till the June long weekend. So it's good to see them here on time this year. So the, the beaches, are, if once they calm down, will be really good for brim. Uh, there'll be other fish there too with them. There'll be a few, uh, few flathead, few as I said, few tailor, and uh, probably a few whiting. Although this has been an absolute dud season for whiting up here, so only a handful in the river, and that's about it. Now the river itself, though, you're really seeing the change of season. We've got ludric showing up on the break walls on the high tides. Uh, some nice ludric being caught. Some really good big silver brim at the bottom end of the river, down on the uh, below Jersey Bridge, but more particularly from the boat ramp down to the entrance. Uh, these are really good fish. Uh, the big ones have been caught on either live herring, fish live. Not many people think of fish and live herring for brim, but that's common here. And uh, the other fish, the other bait that's really good is black crabs. So if you're prepared to you know, get up to your waist in, in mud and grab a few black cra- little black crabs, they'll catch them. But uh, these are really nice fish around the 800 gram mark and bigger and uh, lovely silvery things that have been at sea for a while. So, no, they're, they're, they're worth... I might even put in a bit of time in through the week and catch a couple. Um, there's still plenty of flathead. Now, young Jasper next door with his little tinny. How did he go while you were away? Did he have a good little uh, fishing yeah, sojourn? Yeah, he got a really nice... They got This week, on when I was... What day was nice? Monday. I was, he came home. He was a bit excited. He had a, 
a 70 centimetre flathead and two other flatties that he got trolling the sand flats with his deep divers. Nice. And then he fished under the bridge and they got fo- under the Jersey Bridge and they with their little, they used those vibalicious jigs and he got uh, five mulloway. But the mulloway were all undersized. Although they have got a bit bigger, there was a couple of 65s in amongst them. So, no, he got a handful. He got flathead and that. And he filmed a deer at the end of our, just at the end of our street. Oh, really? Oh, no, there's deer here. I went, oh, not here. You know, he said, yeah, yeah, I filmed one. So uh, I sent it to uh, PJ, and, and PJ had a look, and he said, oh, no, it's, a, it's sort of a samba cross rooster type thing. So uh, quite a big animal. You wouldn't want to hit it with your car. I'll no. tell you now. No. And it was walking along the uh, southwest Rocks Road about when he was out. He'd, he'd come here, and his mum had come back from some sort of function in town. And uh, there it was, wandering along the road. Uh, quite a nice big deer. Certainly something I'd avoid on the motorbike. Eh? Certainly something I would avoid on the motorbike. You don't know. Motor, uh, everything, you avoid everything on a motorbike. You yeah, try. Anyway. <laughs> I'm not, I used to ride motorbikes. I gave up. I'm not good enough. I'm not, I'm not safe. Oh, well, yeah. Mm, long story there. Yeah, I didn't uh, say I was good enough. I just said I rode one. <laughs> Anyway, now, well, I've still got all my arms and legs, so that's why I stopped. Uh, anyway, I just uh, uh, the, 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 so the river's good, and, and this, as I said, you're seeing the change of season. You know, once you, you know, it is our loot, it is our winter fish showing up. So uh, all very good. Water temperature's 24 still. Uh, the forecast for this week is onshore wind, so you'll be in the river mostly, I think. Although it seems pretty calm this morning, it's not too bad. I think you might. You might be able to sneak out, we'll see. But in the southerly, you can at least get out if the, bar, if the bar's all right. Get out in the bay and grab a bag limit. I think you can have 20 ordinary, uh, twenty uh, Watson's Leaping Bonito and 10 Ordinary Bonito. So go out and grab some Bonito, fill them off, salt them down, and you can eat them. They're not... They're, Watson's Leaping Bonito are a good food fish. You've just got to keep plenty of ice on them. All right, I'll leave you with that, and uh, we'll move along for, the, for this week. It's... Uh, We'll see how we go. I've got plenty on this week, so we'll, I'm down at anyway. I'm down at Port Macquarie on Monday, and then the rest of the week I'll be fishing. So, <laughs> all right, we'll see what happens. Good on you, Laurie. Thank you so much for your time this morning. We do appreciate it. Cheers, guys. Look after yourself up there, Kieran. I am. <laughs> I'll see you later. Bye bye. I don't know if he's looking after himself or Swanee's looking after him, but one way or another, <laughs> he's being looked after. We'll be back with more of High Tide in a few moments. Time twenty-seven after five. When our son was in hospital on his 10th birthday and you gave him a call to wish him happy birthday, he's just turned 65. Oh, God. So you and I and my wife have been together for a very long time. I mean, honestly, John, you are one of the most non-biased presenters on Australian radio. You always show both sides of the story and that's why I listen to you. Just want to say thanks for having a space that we can just share our opinions, man. I really appreciate that. Being a, a young fella myself, I just feel like that voice is going, you know? Just people speaking their minds, man. I just want to say thank you for having a space to do it. Well, that's all right. It's here for you every day, so you don't have to go far, Sam. You can express your point of view here every day of the week if you want to. The John Lewis Show, weekdays from 9am on 2SM. For over 40 years, Kubota have worked the Australian landscape and faced its challenges. From first light to sunset, our agriculture and construction range works with power and versatility that you can rely on. From our mid-size to professional tractors, dependable mowers, zero tail swing or conventional excavators and more. Kubota is building and shaping the future. Visit kubota.com.au or head to your nearest dealer to learn more. With more and more people preferring to shop online these days, a new website from List Designs can help you harness the potential of these customers. List Designs will create a website that's affordable, functional and looks fantastic. Mention 2SM and get a new HTML or WordPress 10-page website tailor-made for your specific requirements from just $600. Go to listigns.com.au or call List Designs on 04 0404-2492. From sailboats to yachts to jet skis, Finance Easy offer leisure craft loans with flexible repayments to suit your budget and lifestyle. And they give you an answer within 24 hours. They've taken the hassle out of borrowing money for your new pride and joy, offering a large range of lenders with rates more competitive than the bank. 
Applying is easy. Visit the website and provide a few details. Go to financeeasy.com.au or call 1300 003 003. Australian Credit Licence Number 392182. The seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's most awarded large SUV ever. Unlike any other SUV in Australia, the unrivaled Kia Sorento is available in diesel, petrol, hybrid and plug-in hybrid technologies. The Kia Sorento, awarded and unmatched like no other seven-seat SUV. To find out more, visit kia.com.au or visit your nearest Kia dealer. Kia, movement that inspires. 2SM, Sydney's talking. 2SM. 1269. More of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. 5.30 here on High Tide as the week progresses. Things are going to get a little bit better weather-wise. Later on in the week, Thursday, we're heading for a top of around 25 degrees, mostly sunny and same for Friday. For PJ's first day off, Monday, a shower or two, a top of 23. But PJ, good morning to you. It shouldn't be too bad on Anzac Day Tuesday. G'day, Grant. G'day, Kieran. And g'day, listeners. How are we? We're very good. Yourself? Yeah. I'm a bit tired, but yeah, we're going all right. Yeah, you've been up right. early clocking up the Ks, haven't you? Yeah, mate. I didn't get away as early as we wanted to yesterday. But um, yeah, I'm on my way home. I've been up and I'm just, um, where am I? I'm just south of Yurunga. Um Yeah, so nearly at Maxville, actually. Nice, nice. Yeah. Uh, you're going to head out. Um, before I get into the report, I want to send a cheerio mm-hmm. out to a really, um, really nice guy, one of Old Bar's uh, fishing uh, royalty, Steve Warboys. He's going through a bit of a rough trot. He's, uh, he's having uh, some medical treatment done, and we hope it goes well for him. And uh, he's a really nice guy. He's been uh, a, a fixture. He used to walk along the beach barefoot to school from Wallaby to Old Bar. Oh, wow. So, yeah, so he's a, a really nice guy, and, uh, yeah, wish you all the best, Steve. Um, and also, while uh, we were talking about, you know, like Kieran earlier was talking about, you know, how we write things down. Yeah. Um, yeah, I learned a lot from what I wrote down, but I probably learned lots and lots and lots on the days we had great fishing. I probably learned more on the days we didn't catch a fish. How's and, that? And, How's that? Well, I'm, I'm glad you asked that because you rack your head to find out why you didn't catch a fish. Yeah. So you go back to the records of what you made. So you do go back and reference the stuff you write down? Yeah, well, since since we moved, um, I've still got all my journals in boxes somewhere. And um, I'm looking for a couple of map books because um, young Nick Clark uh, got in touch with me yesterday and he's looking for some grounds off Broken Bay and I said, yeah. I've got them. I've just got to find them, you know. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I've got all those journals dating back to when I was about 14. Wow. And I turned 58 this week, so... <laughs> 44 years of... Um, and my teacher said I was no good at book work. Yeah, she wasn't she wrong. <laughs> I'd be digitising those and selling those as an e-book. I reckon you'd, you'd smash it. Well, Graham Donaldson's always been at me to write a book. Absolutely. I, I just don't have the time. I'm only semi-retired now, and I don't know how I had time to work full-time with the things I wanted to do. I suppose when you put it on the on the scale, on one hand you've got the write the book and, you know, do the hard yards, or on the other hand you've got, let bugger it and let's go fishing. Well, I'm going to keep fishing while I'm able. Yeah. You know, when I, when I slow down, that might be the time to, um, to do all that. But, yeah, so... By going back and analysing what we caught and then analysing why we didn't catch fish, you do start to pick up a pattern. And Bobby Dean and Laurie will tell you, there'll be times when you can look at the conditions and say, I'll give it a day or two to shape up. And sure enough, it'll happen. First day of a current change at sea, not really a good thing. The second day is a really good thing because the fish get used to it. They get a bit confused. After that, after that current change. So I've found that the second day fish is better. Ah, OK. Um, I don't fish for snapper when there's a daylight moon. I don't know why Greg Reed and I have had this conversation and several other people. Um, I tend to not do really well when there's a daytime moon for snapper. Ooh. So, you know, they're, they're, they're the sort of things that you go, OK, I'll, um, I'll stay away from. 
and and trust me, that is that is the probably the sticking point in my fishing career is we haven't worked out why. Yeah. We just we just know it doesn't it doesn't work, but we don't know why it puts the fish up. I mean, you you, you can find them a bit um, a bit shy on on night time with a moon. Um. But you know, two, two, two or three nights before the moon, they'll bite. Same as Jews, Jews will bite right up to the full moon. Same as Taylor. But I found on the night of the full moon for Jewies off the beach, they tend to lay a bit low, and even in the offshore reefs, they lay a bit low. Um, Kieran mentioned a bit before about drop-offs, and I think that's why he was talking to um, to Ross. Um, Mulloway offshore reefs are running right along the, the bottom of the ledge. If you're um, if you're fishing up on top of the high ground, you're not going to do too good. If you're fishing 30, 40 feet out wide of the ledge, you're not going to do any good. You want to anchor your boat so your bait is within 10 feet of that ledge. If you get online and you chase up um, YouTube or um, um, any of the other videos and you see the underwater footage of Mulloway swimming along the break walls, you'll see they're swimming just above the junction of rock and sand. And, and that's because they can duck away and grab something before it gets to the rocks really quick. Yeah. And not only that, they'll swim up because the bait fish run along the current next to those rocks, and that's what they do in the offshore reefs, and that's what they do at places like Bar Point Reef in the Hawkesbury River. You know, and uh, those, those sorts of things will give you a, a mental picture that you say, right, oh, so I want to anchor my boat, so I'm sitting just on the outside edge of that, that, that reef drop-off, and that way you... You can anchor your bait down in front of the Mulloway as they swim back and forth along the reef edges. Because where we used to fish on the northern beaches, all the different ledges, Mona Vale, Stilts, the Hospital, all, all, all the other, uh, um, uh, um, what am I trying to say, Reggies, all those reefs that fish the Mulloway swim back and forth chasing the bait. So they'll swim up, you get them once, and they swim back, they come back, and the schools move back and forth. And all they're doing is chasing the bait. They do the same on the break walls. So if you get out there and plant your baits right in the prime zone, you'll have more. Um, you'll have more effect. And you only want to use the amount of lead that you can get away with. Yeah. You don't go throwing out, you know, two pound sink and hold it there. You just want it to be able to drift slowly with it if you're fishing off a break wall. You just want to be fishing. Um, Laurie was mentioned uh, brim on herring. Yeah. So, Herring under a bobby cork, just off the bottom where the sand meets the rocks of the break wall, is a dynamite flathead bait. Um, places like the Gantry at Harrington, they're, they're legendary spots for big flathead. Ian Pereira and uh, Bob Allison, they used to catch a lot of big flathead over the years at that rig. And um, people still do it and still have lots of success. Yeah. But they, they let the bait drift with the tide just above that junction of sand and rock. And, you know, that, that, that they're all things that stick in your mind after you do it three or four times and you write it down. Yeah, PJ, I watched a, a guy, Free Range Sailing was the YouTube channel. They, he and his partner circumnavigated uh, from Perth to Perth, uh, circumnavigated Australia over the top end, uh, going west to west. And he, he's a, he was a fair income MacGyver. I mean, the, there was nothing the guy faced that he couldn't sort out. But when it came to fishing, He'd go down into the water and sit there and watch the fish and the way they operated and then worked out his tactics over the years, this is, not just in one outing. He'd work out his tactics to fish for that fish based on the way they acted when he was watching them down in the water. And I never thought about that as being a smart way of, uh, uh, of going fishing. Try and work out what the fish are doing and then you'll find where they're hiding. Yeah, that's it. And... Um, that's that's the biggest part of the puzzle. Once you can get a pattern, like, yeah. over the years we've learned that um, the brim will move different spots, and that, you'll find them up at Pumpkin Point, and then they'll come down and they'll be down at um, at Bar Point or Mar- Marlow, then Bar Point, then they'll be at the Bynes or Milson's Passage, and then you'll get them over at Tumbledown, then you'll get them at, 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 at um, Croppy, and then you'll get them at Gunny. As they start to move out... And you get to know after doing this a couple of times that you'll get two or three days of them at a spot, then they move down to the next spot. And that's the only way there's a good eddy for them to, to shelter out of the current. Yeah. Fish, fish are no different from people. They need food and shelter to survive. Um, for fish, shelter means an eddy on the leeward side of a current. Yeah. So on a running up tide, 
they might be on the seaward side of Juno Point, and on the running tide, they could be on the other side. They move across. When you see what you're saying resonates with me based on what I, what I've seen. So when you study their patterns and you know what they're about. And so that's why, that's why I asked, you know, um, the others, do you go back and take a look at those logs? And if so, what, what patterns are you looking for and what do you deem from that? So what, what you've said to me is, is very enlightening. And, 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 and look, anybody can go on YouTube and put a video on a good day's fishing. Yeah. Okay, and, and be, a, be a star. And there's plenty of people that do that. But you've got to look at the people that do it consistently. Yeah. You know, the people that are putting out a video every week, doing this and doing that and doing this, they're the people that know, okay? They've worked it out. They know that, oh, okay, now, you know, the white cabbage moths are starting to fly around today. They've had a hatch and, oh, they've got a nor'easter. They're starting to strengthen up a bit. I'm going to go offshore and I'm going to go up and fish Bolton's Reef or East Reef yeah. and fish for Mulloway. You know, these are the sort of things that come to you, and then you'll know you'll have them there for two nights, and then they might move. And then all of a sudden you'll get a wind change, and a sudden up, they're out, they're out of the picture now. Oh, I'll go and target a few snappers somewhere else. Yeah. And, 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 and those people that are doing that constantly on YouTube are, are the people that have worked out the fish they're chasing. Yeah. The people that put one or two fishing videos up a year, they're the people, I think, that are lucky. You know, like when you when you come to the boat show and you see the presentations that Tim Simpson puts out, Paul Burt puts out, Justin Duggan puts out, Greg Reeves put out, they're constantly evolving their fishing to keep it doing because they're doing it for a living. Yes. It, it, you know, it, when I say living, they're not professional fishermen. Justin Duggan's a charter fisherman. Paul Burt's a TV host. Greg Reeves, the ex-charter fisherman, a lure manufacturer. So these people have got to be fishing all the time to stay ahead of the game. Mugs like me, I'm just lucky. I did it for a living. I love to catch fish, uh, but I keep getting the results. And, like, it's because we've refined our practices, you know, like you fish as light as you can. You fish in the ideal spot, you know. Um, it's, it's just a matter of putting it together. And, and you, you're going to have a few bricks before you get a few diamonds, you know. And, PJ, that's something you wanted to talk about this week too, fishing light. Why, why would we fish light? Why wouldn't we just whack the, the strongest cable that we could possibly get without the fish, you know, uh, picking up on it? Why wouldn't we just whack something really, really solid on to make sure that we're going to reel in the fish? Why fish light? Well, the idea is you, you want to present that bait or lure in the most lifelike manner. Now, you're not going to throw a, a Hawksby prawn out there at the vines with a half-pound snapper lead six inches below it. You know, all you're going to do is going to get catfish. But if you sit there and you fish a four or a five ball on the running tide above a swivel and from the swivel to the hook, you run, um, you run five or six foot of leader to a hook to your prawn. That ball is going to sit on the bottom and your bait's going to waft up in the current and you're going to get the brim. You'll be above the catfish. As the tide backs off, come down to a three ball or a two ball if you can. But it's a matter of only using enough weight to get you to put your bait in the right zone. To get where you and, want to go. Yeah, and your leaders, fluorocarbon lead has been a great a great invention for fishing because it's darn near invisible in the water and you can, um, you can use it to your advantage where crystal clear water, you need fluorocarbon. And it's heavier, it's heavier than nylon and it sinks a bit. So if you're a fly fisherman, you can get your, get your fly down in the water a little bit quicker because it sinks. But you always want to put the, the best presentation to the fish. And that means scaling your tackle down, scaling your sinker sizes down to the barest minimum to hold what you need to do. And your best presentation is natural. Can't get any better than the live bait. Yeah. And then if you haven't got a live bait, get a pro lure. Uh-huh. Honestly, no. I've got, I've got a bag there now with pro lures exclusively through there. I've got a few Vibalicious's there, you know, the soft vibes. But, um, you know, for, for the flathead fishing we do here, it's, it's just a go-to 
You, you know, it's 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 funny because I know Kieran's got a couple of fishing rods. He's going to uh, donate to uh, the Phoenix sailing uh, vessel, and um, I, I I'm really looking forward to. And in fact, my choice is going to be to go for the pro lure and, and give it a bit of a run and, and see if it can lift my if it can lift my game. PJ, I, I tell you what, it's, it's a good value. Well. Hey, Peter. I, I think the amount of research they've gone into and the manufacturing and trial and testing that they do on the lures is um, is, is far surpassed a lot of the other stuff I've seen. Yeah. Sorry, Kieran? I was going to say, Pete, we, we need to put down and put on the Facebook page, say, the 10 main steps that people need to look at to uh, take on board to become a fisherman. Oh, yeah, okay, yeah, I can I, do that. I've got a better I'm idea. I've got a better idea, PJ. <laughs> PJ, why don't you do a video on it on your YouTube channel and we'll link that on the Facebook page so we can send uh, send some viewers your way. Oh, well, we can do something like that, yeah. Hey, listen, I've got to get going, but before I go, mm-hmm. um, I just want to say that it's been a great week and I'm back. I'm going back to Montana because I drew a tag for elk hunt. Again, so I'm hunting elk over in Montana in November, so I'll give you an overseas report. So I'll be trout fishing in some of the greatest trout streams in North America and uh, riding horseback for 10 days along <laughs> the uh, junction of the Rocky Mountains and Yellowstone National Park. It'll oh, be great there. Love you. Can't wait for that. Have a good day, PJ. All right. I better make a move. See you, uh, buddy. You be careful Bye, over there, mate. Watch out for the Blackfoot Indian. <laughs> no, they're all good. They're good. <laughs> 14 minutes away from six here on High Tide. If you're an adult who has difficulties with reading, writing or spelling, the Reading Writing Hotline has some very good news. It can actually be easier to take the plunge and improve your reading and writing skills than to keep putting it off. Phone the Reading Writing Hotline and find out how. Their number is 1300655506. That's the Reading Writing Hotline and they're there to help. 1300655506. Go on. If you're looking to start a business, buying a franchise is an excellent option. And with All Group Franchises, you'll have ongoing support. The home services industry is experiencing rapid growth as people are too busy to maintain their homes. All Group Franchises offers a range of home services franchise options, including lawns and gardens, and you'll be trained in every aspect. Visit allgrouppranchises.com.au or call 0429 691 413. That's 0429 691 413. A practical, inexpensive Mother's Day gift idea is Stiff, Sore and Sorry Pain Relief Gel. If you, your mum or someone else you know suffers from arthritis and other aches and pains, Stiff, Sore and Sorry is the gift that keeps on giving. Always read the label, use only as directed and if symptoms persist, see your healthcare professional. To find the location of your nearest Stiff, Sore and Sorry stockist, go to the website loveoilcollection.com. You can escape the rat race and enjoy a leisurely break at Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn. As a special bonus, when you make a reservation at Winning Post Motor Inn, mention you heard about it here, and you'll receive a complimentary bottle of local Charnwood Estate wine to take home with you. To find out more or to make a reservation, you go to winningpostmotorin.com.au or you can call Mudgee's Winning Post Motor Inn for a booking on 63 72 33 33. Are you building a new home? Well, there's a more affordable way with a PAL Kit Home, Australia's most experienced and trusted kit home supplier for more than 50 years. You can become an owner-builder and manage the building of your own home. PAL guarantee that you can do it even without prior building experience. Find out how you can build your very own home. Go to PAL, that's P-A-L, kithomes.com.au or you can phone them on 1-800-024-912. Whether you dream of winning a Commonwealth Games gold medal or three, like the Australian Jackaroos, or you're just searching for your next social competitive sport, that could make you a local legend. The skills you've honed over a lifetime of playing sport will make you a legend on the bowls green. And that green is just up the road. Bowls, local legends wanted. Find a club near you. Visit bowls.com.au and click on Find a Club. News, sport, talk. 2SM 1269. 
more of High Tide on 2SM and the Super Network. Thanks to Shimano. Tomorrow's tackle today. We are 11 minutes away from 6 at 6 o'clock. We'll update the news. If you're in the Port Stephens area, you'll know it's 14 degrees. There are some showers about. Heading to the uh, Coles Express service station. Fill up your car with petrol at 163 Salamander Way, Salamander Bay, and you'll find Duff's. Salamander bait and tackle. Don't go in there just yet because we want to catch up with Tony and get a fishing report this morning. Good morning, sir. How are you? Yeah, I'm well, thanks. And you guys? Not bad. You've been bought off the bench this week. Uh, John's allowed you back to the telephone? Uh, Yeah, he has. He's gone back to Canberra, which was very hard for him. He enjoyed himself while he was here. We got to go for a bit of a fish on Sunday afternoon up the Karula River. So we got the boat out and... uh, (laughs) <laughs> he got all his gear ready and we went up. It was a bit choppy early, but we got up there and um, he was talking earlier about clone prawns. Well, let me tell you, we took for clone prawns and we took bait and we caught all our fish on clone prawns. Wow. So, yeah. Um, okay. Some nice flathead. We got uh, oh, probably nine or ten and pleased to say they are all put back the biggest being 69 and the smallest being about 32 so but we put them all back in for a swim although johnny wasn't very happy at the end of the day he, he got a couple of tailor but you know what tailor do they chop those bloody prawns up pretty <laughs> <bad>. <laughs> Kira. So, yeah but, tony um, the, the fish up the second bridge or the main highway bridge uh, the second bridge, which is the main highway bridge, depending which yeah. way you're coming from, I guess, isn't it? Yeah, we're going the up. First, the yeah, first we've got the bridge old bridge is the old Pacific then. Highway. Yep. And the second bridge is the new highway going new highway. all the way up the coast. But we we fished up the top up there. And uh, as I said, uh, we got uh, well, 10, 10 nice flatties, the biggest being 69 and the smallest being... Uh, 32, 33, but uh, they all swam again. But, look, it was a brilliant day up there. It was a bit choppy earlier, but uh, by evening it had settled right down. um, Yeah, so we caught all our fish on on the clone prawns. Um, The the beauty of them, they come in all different colours and everything like that. And, look, the fish just love them. They go mad over them, so... Well, that's what I found anyway, and, uh, you know, you you want to learn something, you take a younger fella with you, so he's got, <laughs> uh, he's got me on to um, the uh, Smart App, Fishing yeah. Smart App. Yeah. It's uh, um, New South, uh, Fish Smart New South Wales, it's uh, um, put out by the DPI. Shows you all the points, all the um, century zones. So, look, if I can do it, anyone can. So, well, it's funny you mentioned that because at six thirty this morning we're going to talk to Peter Turnell, who's the director of fisheries and also indigenous fishing. Yeah, and, okay. Uh, and he's very much involved in all that being put together. Yeah, look, it gives you all the maps. Uh, you can log your catch, um, species and rules. And, uh, look, it's got, it's got everything there, and it actually tracks. If you allow it to track where you are, it'll show you once you're going into those century zones or uh, habitat zones. So I highly recommend it. I, uh, as I said, Johnny put me onto it, and uh, I use it. Quite often now. Downloading it now. You're downloading it now. As we speak, Tony. There you go. It's easy, isn't it? Yep, and it looks quite good too. Yeah, it is. It, it is. It's terrific. You know, you can go all through every species of fish that you, you're likely to catch. You can choose either fresh water or salt. So um, search for a fish, the whole lot. I'm looking at it as we speak, but... Uh, yeah, so, look, it's a great day here. The, I, I know they've predicted showers, but at the moment it's quite still and it is overcast, but 
no rain to speak of. We've had a few people in going out down the beach this morning and a couple going out in boats, so they're getting out there while the weather holds, um, which is all good. Hmm. Has the shop been busy this morning? Yeah, there's been a few around. Um, I got here about 10 to 5, and they were lined up out the front <laughs> waiting for me. <laughs> so they're the key ones. Uh, yeah, but uh, all in all, it's... Um, it's it's looking pretty good this morning. We've got a high tide at ten thirty four, so plenty of time to come in and get those clone prawns. And I I like to use a one eight um, or one o uh, uh, jig head, so they work for me. But there's all different sizes you can you can try and use. But I could highly recommend them. Good on you, buddy. Thank you very much for your time this morning, and uh, we'll catch up to you next weekend if you're about. If I'm about, you will. Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Tony from Salamander Bait and Tackle there, 163 Salamander Way, a Salamander Bay. Hard to miss. It's a, it's quite a nice size shop too, isn't it, Kieran? It's an excellent shop. They And by the way, they'll build you a rod exclusive, like you know, for your own personal use what the type of rod that you think that you would like they can handcraft it and well worth going to salamanderbaitandtackle.com.au if you're heading up that way they're on their website for absolutely free uh the duff's uh, bait and tackle shop have got great little maps showing you the locations of all the areas that you heard tony talking about where to go to catch those fish and uh, what you should be using to do so um it really, really good website, and of course they give uh, this program a bit of a plug too, which is nice. Yep, look, if if you go there and you've got a family, and say you've gone to Port Stevens, everybody talks about it, and you go out to Salamander, and and you say, look, where would I go? I've got two, two or three or four small children with me. Uh, we've never really fished before. They'll sell you the right sort of gear, nothing over the top, yeah. and give you the the mud map as to where to go. This is the type of bait, as you were talking about, that you need to use there or take these soft plastics or hard body lures along, you know? Yeah, and, and what you say is 100% right. I mean, if you're heading out, go to the local tackle shop, pop your head in the front door. Everyone likes to chat fishing. Ask them where the fish are biting and what they should be using. And, and Duff's is a, a classic example of, of, of doing that because the staff are warm and friendly. Speaking of which, we're going to get a warm and friendly news update right now on the Super Radio Network. Talk 